We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date. Detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply. The final out has been made. Let's talk about what just happened the good and the bad. It's time for the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove, with the franchise, Tim Allen, on the fan. If you need doors and windows, go to PellaWI.com. It is a final from New York, and the results, again, for the second consecutive game are not good. A Brewers 4-2 loss in game one of this three-game set. And welcome in, everybody. It is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. There's the Polish pipe bomb, Jeff Orlowski. My name is Tim Allen, and the Brewers fall here. Uh, behind Brandon Woodruff, and we need to unpack this game a little bit. Four uh, two, the final, as uh, Woody just cruising along through six and just allowing the one run. In fact, the uh, New York Mets had to play a little small ball to get that run on the board. And and again, situational baseball. The key word there, situational. That meant. The, the Mets recognize that the runs are at a premium against a guy like uh, Woody. And that to get it back to even uh, by getting a guy on, which they did, lead off double, then a bunt, get him over, then a sack fly, get him in. Now, that was prudent in that uh, particular situation. Tied the ball game at one, and then Woody, I think, got a, a little emotional there in that seventh inning. He didn't... Uh, he didn't necessarily like a call from Trip Gibson, and then the wheels sort of came off. And, you know, conversely, uh, you have to credit the Mets third time through the order. They just decided, to, let's just go at, at Woody. we got a tie game here. They're down to their final six outs. If one of us pops a home run. I mean, we're probably going to win this game. Their offense is scuffling a little bit the past couple of days, and they attacked Woody. And it didn't take long, and it was a 4-1 uh, conversation at that point, but Brewers made it interesting in that ninth inning. Way too many strikeouts in this one. Are you kidding me? Let's see, four, five, six, seven. Ooh, yeah. Between, um, looking at these numbers here, between Christian Yelich and Keston Hira, 0 for 8 in this ball game with seven strikeouts. Just those two guys. And we're going to get to the bottom of uh, why the offense shut off here. I, I think I have I have a theory. Nah, I don't know if it makes sense or not. Maybe it does. 
Maybe you can make more sense out of it. At 414-799-1250, last couple of days, why would you, why would you think the offense is scuffling a little bit? You know, uh, I, again, you're, you're, you're not going at uh, – now, you'll face DeGrom tomorrow, but you're not going at Scherzer's and Cole's and DeGrom's in the past couple of nights. You, know, you weren't. Tyler Anderson – McGill tonight? I mean, come on. That offense, that offense just went away for a couple of days. 799-1250. We're going to hear from Craig Council coming up. And the offense has now scored a grand total of two runs in your last 18 innings. You get shut out yesterday. You put up two today. And the strikeout's super high. So you're going to have to start getting the ball back in play here, get the bat on the ball. And, you know, an 11-game winning streak turns into a two-game losing streak. And now facing DeGrom. I mean, with this guy being all-world, amazing tomorrow. I don't want to forecast a loss because I think over the course of uh, even recent history, but, but historically, I think the Brewers have played up to some of these situations. You know, DeGrom coming in with a – an under one ERA on the season. It's just just crazy numbers. I mean, we thought Woody was good coming in at 187. DeGrom's coming in at .9 in this performance tomorrow. So runs will be in on paper at a premium tomorrow. But like I said, historically, they, they tend to battle in these types of games. However, my point being, you know, if you play it on paper, uh, the Brewers are going to be on a three-game losing streak tomorrow. To Degrom, and I don't think anyone would be should be surprised if Degrom throws a great ball game and shuts this Brewers offense down, you know, for seven or eight innings. No one should be surprised about that. So, all all that being said, I have a theory as to why the the just just in the last forty eight hours, and really twenty four hours, the Brewers offense has been shut down. It's it's. It's things like this, and I'm not going to gripe too much. Overall, you know, uh, the Brewers' uh, record is what it is, and it's good. And overall, they're having a good to great season. But if you look back to Wednesday, go back to Wednesday's comeback uh, over the Chicago Cubs, and you look back and, and who did some heavy damage there. Of course, you had the Grand Slam, yeah. But you had heavy damage done by Luis Urias. A couple of home runs in that game. Ah, not a better way to shut that down than the next day off. The position players, I don't understand the off days unless you're nursing injuries. Now, I, will, I will qualify some of this uh, position player stuff with injuries. Sometimes we don't know. Sometimes we don't know. Maybe Louie was dealing with something after the game on, on Wednesday. Maybe on the plane, they, you know, hey, I'm a little, you know, tighten up, tightened up here. Um in, in the oblique, who knows? We don't know that. Unless somebody specifically asks, we, we're unaware of it. But let's just say fully healthy. So he hits two home runs on Wednesday. He gets the off day on Thursday. Louie does. Well, guess what? You know what happened, right? I think he's 0 for his next 18. 0 for the road trip thus far. Okay, there's, there's one point. Because you face a lefty named Tyler Anderson yesterday, your offense was outscoring the Pittsburgh Pirates in that four-game set. In the first three games, 25-6. to 25-6. to six. 
Now, again, you're inching closer to the all-star break. Not a time to let up or downshift. Not a time to hit an exit ramp, hit the rest stop. That's the time to push it just a little bit. I'm not saying pitching a different story. Six-man versus five-man. That's a little bit different. Tap on that accelerator. We, we need to put the hammer down. We're inching closer to the all-star break, inching closer to the trade deadline. Here's another case in point. If the position players are good to go, you sat Jace Peterson, Christian Yelich, and Omar Narvaez yesterday when you had an 11-game winning streak heading into New York, heading into the final week before the all-star game, knowing that one of these games was going to be DeGrom. Yet, because there was a lefty on the mound for the Pittsburgh Pirates yesterday, you sat those three guys, and it, you paid the price for that. T- t- talk to me. You don't think Omar Narvaez, Christian Yelich, and Jace Peterson yesterday would have had some sort of impact in a two-zip loss when you were outscoring that team 25-6 to and they look like a dead fish laying on North Beach? The Pirates. So you shut that down yourself, Council. Okay. You uh, you come in today with Avi Garcia on the bench, and it's Tyrone Taylor. Ah, you know, I, I guess I could take e- either one of those. You have, you come into play today with Jace Peterson, knowing full well that Luis Urias has been on this O for the road trip. You might want to throw a guy that's on bases about 500 the last 16 games. Maybe throw him up top, throw a little wrinkle into that thing against the Mets. These are all things that I think we're, we're probably overlooking a little bit. Now, finally, the, the fact that you can have an impact on who's a buyer and who's a seller, this is key. This is paramount. I know it's a long season, but I think right now the separation is at the tipping point. Reds, Cubs, and Cardinals. If you do stay hot, and they still could very well stay hot. They they win the game tomorrow, and then, you know, what is there, four, five, six games left before the All-Star break. They win four or five of those. Okay, that, that could happen. But if, if they had won yesterday, today, whatever, both, maybe even won, you provide more separation with the Cincinnati Reds, thus impacting their decisions that are coming on quick here. Three weeks they have to decide, can we catch these guys? Reds are going to hold off. They're seven head-to-head. Cubs, you could have had a major impact on their decisions. And additionally, When a team becomes a seller, that means there's one less team to compete with when you are trying to acquire. You could could take out some of the competition on top of it. Now is not the time to let up, is my whole point in this. By virtue of lineups, don't let up now. We're going to have some time. You have a chance to create a cushion in which then you can rest all you want when these guys wave a white flag out of the All-Star break, maybe 10 days after the All-Star break. You let them creep back in here prior to the All-Star break, then it's going to be, like I said, it's, it's going to be a race. that All three of these teams are going to think they're in it. You have a chance now. Do not rest the position players unless there is an injury. 
Don't give me this lefty on the mound, so I'm sitting my th- three of my best hitters because there's a lefty on the mound. Please, stop. That's, what, that's how this got started yesterday. Does all this make sense, or am I just a little upset they lost two in a row? No, it totally makes sense, Tim. You know, the thing is, yes, there are a lot of Brewer hitters that were rolling pretty well, uh, you know, obviously during the 11-game winning streak. But it's not like these guys are knocking on the door of 300. They were getting hot and still batting right around 250. So you still need to continue to have these guys produce and put up good numbers. I'm not. I'm with you. I'm not sitting anybody unless they're injured. Yeah, uh, position players. Yeah, That's a absolutely. Different story. Absolutely. Totally got a different uh, viewpoint on the pitching side of things. Four one four. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. I can tell you this, and this is the way I roll here. You guys know this, but I'm a little nervous here with the final six games into the break. I am. Come on. And this started yesterday. <laughs> this started only yesterday, 24 hours ago. Only I mean, you. All, burger, burger, burgers for everybody. And all of a sudden, 24 hours, Tim's like, uh-oh. Oh, we're, we're, the sky is falling. Oh, burgers for everybody. Yesterday, they weren't free, but uh, but everybody had them on the grill. Uh, you know, come on. You're the only one in the world that could sit there and start worrying. After coming off of an 11-game winning streak, when, the you know, the Cubs, are they haven't won since they pitched that combined no-hitter. Which is crazy. <laughs> you know, they haven't won a game. So you've got all this separation now. Uh, they lead the division, their division, by more games than anybody else in baseball. So, yeah, yeah, good time to have a panic attack, Timmy. <laughs> Come on. 799-1250 as we talk some Brewers baseball right here live in the Lakeland University studios with online learning in seven locations throughout the state. Learn on your terms, lakeland.edu. Marshall? Uh, we're going to have you on before I go through my uh, game recap here. But uh, welcome aboard, Pella Windows and Doors post game. Well, good uh, good evening, guys. Uh, thank you as always. And uh, um, Tim, you made some great points. You almost took some of the words out of my mouth. I'll, I'll just say one thing. Uh, I'm not at the panic mode yet, but I'm like you. I'm a little disappointed right now, uh, like a lot of us should be. But. Um, I'll tell you what, in that ninth inning, I'll just say it again, and I know that the Brewers at times are averse to bunting. I know you get accused of taking that bat out of the guy's hand. But given, the, as you pointed out, the strikeouts, and it was I was in and out of the game tonight doing things and everything, but I saw too many strikeouts tonight, and McGill was, was a very hittable guy. And uh, I think that's frankly where we lost the game. But in the ninth inning, uh, why not? You got first and second. You got a run in already. Four two. Nobody You're, out. Got, got momentum. Why not try to get him down to second and third? Yeah, you, you sacrifice it out, but you take away the double play. Maybe, maybe one of our guys gets a hold of a fly ball. We cut it to four three. You just you don't know, and as you mentioned, and as the give the Mets credit tonight, they played a little small ball, and it paid off for them. It was probably the only way they were going to get to Woody tonight. So uh, I just feel that uh, we just 
we were doing the small ball thing for a brief time there. And you know what? It was working, folks. Uh, you just have to, you have to sometimes improvise, and I couldn't agree with you more. I think it would have been better to sit guys down maybe even tonight of all times than yesterday because I thought to myself, yes, it's hard to sweep, even though the Brewers have been doing their share of it lately. But uh, theoretically, it's hard to sweep. But shoot, go for that game yesterday because you know that the schedule is going to get tougher the rest of the week. So uh, you make a great point, too, about uh, you know not taking the foot off the gas now because you could you could disrupt a lot of other teams. I mean, and you it, could affect it, your hey, own hey, trade hey, negotiations. There, you know. Yeah. All right, Marshall. Thank. Hey, Thank thanks you. for the call. I, I appreciate it. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. You can, you can affect. But again, I mean, the, the, we're looking at prior to the All Star break here, and it's just I, I'm just too into it. And then that's where it is. I'm I'm just too, I'm just just too damn into this thing. I wonder this too. Um, you know, I wonder if if guys like Omar Narvaez or Jace Peterson, let's say they're they're he- fully healthy, just rolling good. Omar coming off a five hit game, and and I just wonder when when he got on the bus from the hotel and and they got down to the park at PNC or walked over, however they get there. That's pretty fairly close. You know, I wonder if when he when he saw he wasn't in the lineup, I just wonder out of curiosity internally, and we'll never know this, I wonder if they get pissed at times. Like, man, I just had a five for six day, and I got to sit here because there's a lefty on the mound. I wonder if Jace Peterson said, man, I don't get a lot of playing time. I'm finally breaking through in the bigs with, with the best role I've ever been on. And I got to sit? Yeah. Yeah, I just wonder I, that. I think a position player like Jace would feel more like that than a catcher. You know, I would think if you're a catcher, man, with as much uh, wear and tear as you throw on those knees every year, oh, man, I'd, that might be the, the one position where you're sort of happy when you get a day off. But 0 for 8 between Yelich and Keston today with seven strikeouts. I mean, wow. Ouch. Okay. Yeah, that is one big out, two big ouches right now. We did talk about Yelich a little bit for the first time in a while, a little over a month, in pretty good detail. Uh, if you want to comment on that, that's fine. But we, we did cover that yesterday. Uh, 799-1250. Nate, you're next on the fan. What's going on, Nate? How are we doing, Tim? How are we doing? Well, I'm trying to hang in there after this one. Yeah, um... I was, I was, I'm, I'm glad you brought up Yellis because that's where I'm headed. Uh, I don't know. Uh, he, he seemed like he was getting back into it a little bit. Um, with the Cubs series and the, and the Pirates series, it seemed like he was. I, I felt that the number putting him in the number two hole was kind of giving him a more comfortable um, uh, frame of mind or whatever that maybe he felt more comfortable there. Um, Kesson. I know, I know, Kesson is not fixed yet, so I'm not even. But he's he's been he's been hitting the ball pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know about today. It's just maybe he wasn't seeing it good today, or, or um, I don't know what it was today. But I'm not gonna dwell too much on Kesson because he has been hitting the ball very well. But Christian definitely needs to. Uh, I don't know if he needs to uh, put in some extra work during the um, the break and 
and, and tweak some things in his mechanics and the way he's seeing the ball. Because um, sometimes it looks like he's seeing the ball great and he's putting good swings on it and either they're finding grass or um, their defense is just in the right place. Other times it looks like he just, he's, he's just walking pitches go by that usually um, he would put somewhere in a gap somewhere or in opposite field somewhere. So um, maybe he just needs to tweak his swing a little bit. I'm not a hidden coach. I don't have to be like one, but it just some some of the stuff that I've been watching with him um, when he's going good, he, he's he's dynamite hitting the ball uh, all all ways of the, everywhere. Um, and when he's not, he's he's letting pitches go by that he normally would would damage. And then uh, yeah, one more yeah. thing. Hunter Strickland just uh, he looks he looks real good. Um, hopefully we can keep get him keep that up because he'll be a great um, seventh inning guy uh, to rotate out with Boxberger. Yep, um, spot on, spot yeah. on, Nate. Uh, I I'm glad you brought it up. I, we were making mention of that uh, uh, to Pipe Bomb off the air here in our conversation that. You know, maybe – and Strickland's been good. Don't get me wrong. He hasn't been allowing – I don't know if he's allowed to run yet in a Brewers uniform. But it hasn't been the prettiest. It hasn't been dominating sort of uh, about half his outings. Haven't been that dominating. There's been some traffic. Maybe this puts a little nasty, like going after Bryce Harper nasty in him because you're right. This could really help out this bullpen. Yeah, well, I would love – and then it would take some of the pressure off of Boxberger too to um, not – because it seems like he's getting seems like he's getting real drained from that last outing that I saw. I think when uh, he gave up some runs, but he's like getting he's, some good rest though, Nate. He he really is. And and Council said that that we're going to have to lay off him for a little bit here. And they they've been doing that, so it, that's been pretty good. Nate, I, I got a scoot, but always a pleasure, yep. man. We'll talk tomorrow for sure. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Larry in Sockville, you're next on the fan here. Hi. Hey, don't forget Cousins uh, is a possible seventh inning. True, uh, guy. Too. We got a number of guys. Hey, uh, you know, I'm I'm worried too. Um, uh, you know, after the um, the Brewers had this 13 game hitting streak back in '87, that was followed by I think it was a 12 game losing streak in May. N- yep. n- not to make you worry anymore, <laughs> but um, they just collapsed after that long winning streak. And um, you know, I agree with you that uh, I just don't understand what what uh, council is doing, and he's been doing this for four years. You know, every time a guy has a, a, an outstanding game, it seems like the next game he's sitting on the bench mm-hmm. resting. It drives yeah. me crazy. Me too. And and again, I, I get position players need rest too. I fully understand that. I'm well aware of that. But Larry, I'm with you. Thank thanks for the call. I, but. Now, just put everything together. Put all the pieces together here. If, if they're not hurt, and they might be, or there might be a nag here or there. There, there just might be something a little tight and uh, air on the side of caution. You know, now, now's the time to keep that vibe going yeah. just a little bit more. Push it just a little bit more. Yeah. Okay, finally, uh, before, go ahead, Jeff. Well, I was just going to say, uh, Nate brought up a great point, and Larry, you know, echoed it with the bullpen with Cousins and Strickland and Boxberger. I think that, uh, you know, with Hunter having the success, and yes, it hasn't been pretty and, and stuff like that, but with Cousins being good as well, 
you know, it's going to create internal competition between those three. And that's uh, good. Absolutely. That's how they're going to develop. That's how, you know, uh, hopefully you want, you know, you would love to have two of them come out of it dominant. And, uh, you know, it's it's all the better for all three of those guys and the Brewers moving yeah. forward. Yep, yeah, and you you do have three shots at, at two. Just get two of those three that yep. just, well, uh, now these guys are hitting a stride. There's Strickland. He's he's a uh, badass. There's Jake Cousins. That slider is one of the best in the National League. You know what I mean? So if yep. you can get two of them, and Boxberger, nothing to complain about with Box. No. Nope. I mean, I really don't. You can't, you can't complain about Boxberger. It's a great story. I'll leave you with this before the break. This is me, though. And and knowing that us fans and and uh, as as a broadcaster, I mean, I I just say what's on my mind here. If it's me tomorrow, Jace Peterson's my leadoff hitter. I'm riding that on base. But I I talked to Louie about it privately tonight. I just said, Louie, dude, Urias, this isn't a demotion. This is a team. This is a team here. Look at that look at that teammate. That brother yours right there. That dude's on fire getting on base. He is on he's on fire like you were earlier on your role. So you can understand, right? So when that dude cools off, the other dude's going to be back from the IL. You're going to be put back in a place where you're going to succeed. You know what I mean? I talked to him mm-hmm. about that. But Jace Peterson needs needs to be on base in front of Guys like Omar, yeah, and guys like Willie Adamas, yeah, he does. I think I it, would love to say Christian Yelich in there too, Jeff, but I, I just simply <laughs> can't right now. He's going to have to move down sooner rather than later in this lineup. Too. Or since Wong is hurt, pop him in the leadoff spots. Been known to happen. Please. So what? You, you start the first inning with nobody on and one out. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Let him Seven, strike nine, out nine, earlier. Twelve fifty. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Uh, get to a, a game recap. We'll get to Craig Council. And if you guys want to jump in here, yeah, a little bit nervous. Not at a full out, you know, panic mode, but uh, makes you think. Now it's Degrom tomorrow in Game Two, but you can bounce back with Burns in Game Three. So it's it's not all it's not all horrible, but it's just like, ooh, looky here. Brewers are averaging one run a game in their last two. Just saying. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. 4-2 final Brewers fall. We'll be right back. 12.50 a.m. The Fan and Odyssey Station. Let's hear what you thought of today's game on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. On The Fan. Call Tim Allen now at 414 799 12:50, or tweet the show at 12:50 a.m. The fan. And welcome back. It is a four to two loss here, game one of this three game set as the Brewers fall. And a woody start too. Wow. Okay. Well. They got to him, and and it's unfortunate. But man, six innings of one run ball, and then 
Well, uh, he walks Lindor to, to lead off the inning, and uh, things kind of snowball from there. They, they jump on him real quick. And I will say this also, that this game did have a feel of a little bit of a playoff atmosphere. It kind of did. We're, we're, we're all waiting for an 11-2 win or a 15-7 win or a 9-2 win or a 7-2 win. You're not going to win every game like that. So this is one of those games where it was like, whoa, okay. As the innings go by, it was getting a little more tense. Uh, 799-1250. Uh, let's see here. First inning, Brewers get two out traffic. Adamas with a double. Man, he just keeps keeping on. Narvaez got hit by a pitch. Two on, two out for Tyrone Taylor. Strikes out to end uh, the inning into the bottom of the first. One, two, three. On 12 pitches, eight of them. I don't know much about Dom Smith, but I don't know. This this kid seems to have a little swagger to him. I'd, I'd keep my eyes on, on Dom Smith. Uh, let's see. And the Brewers in the second inning. Leadoff walk by Jace Peterson. Imagine that. Um, Keston a strikeout. JBJ a double play ground ball. Ouch, they don't even clear the pitcher there. And that's when you know, Tim, me, I'm in playoff mode. I want that pitcher. If you've, if you've got a chance to clear him in the second inning, that bodes extremely well for your offense the, the next eight innings and certainly the next three or four. But they couldn't get that done. Bottom of the second, Woody stands up tall. One, two, three. Uh, that included... A strikeout to Pete Alonso, and, and and again, this is this is two of the best young players in the game. These see to me, this is what baseball is. That leading off the second inning, Pete Alonso off Brandon Woodruff, man, you, it doesn't get much better than that. It really doesn't. Uh, and and at one point in that in that sequence, I don't know if you noticed this, Jeff, but Woody just said, "You know what? I'm going at you." I'm not going to screw around here. I'm, he was gassing 98 at that time. Yeah, well, that's why baseball's so great because you get these matchups within the matchups, you know, yep. and you got Woody and Alonzo, and like you said, it was phenomenal, and Woody sat there and just went balls out and threw it by him. And was throwing his weight around in that inning. I, I just – that was that was sweet to see. It was I was into it. Brewers in order. Uh, another strikeout to Yelich in that third inning. 0 for 2, two strikeouts, uh, bottom of the third inning. Woody strikes out the side. Nine up, nine down. Who jinxed it? Someone jinxed it. Someone said no hitter, didn't they? It wasn't, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. I, yeah, I'm with you. I don't I, do but I stuff. was thinking, I didn't say anything out loud, but I was thinking about that caller that we had last week that said that Manny Pena was going to be the difference in the second half of the season because he was going to catch Woodruff's no-hitter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that okay. guy was hammered. That, that, but I, but yeah. I thought about him while uh, while that was going yep. on, you know? Yep, yep. Uh, and that still could happen. Uh, let's see. All right, Woody, fourth inning. There's your run. It was off the bat of Omar Narvaez. And this one hit to right, all the way back. Scoreless no more as Narvaez goes deep for his eighth home run and the Brewers grab the early lead. It's one to nothing. Hey, we're just talking about how good the changeup has been while well, he hung one. 
You know, on Saturday, you get uh, Omar Narvaez, that guy right there. You just heard it on uh, Valley Sports, Wisconsin. On Saturday, five for six. Sits yesterday. Comes home in a two-zip loss. Just a two not a 12-zip loss. Two-zip loss. Sit that guy. And he homers in his second A-B. Hmm. Yep. Okay. Just saying. One zip in the fourth. Their first run in 12 plus innings of uh of work Mets get the run right back in the bottom half situational baseball small ball call it what you want I call it smart I call it really smart I call it understanding the situation I don't call it playing a game on a computer I call it smart uh leadoff double you're against Brandon Woodruff put yourself in that position mid-game leadoff double Lindor bunts him over to third sack fly knocks him home tie game let's start over the the only difference here is that Brandon Woodruff doesn't get to go back to the first inning he's at the 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 back half of his outing that's the difference that's the intelligence right there now you're only going to have to deal with Woody for another three innings or so when you look at it that way it makes more sense doesn't it well to some people they say I'm full of it on that but that's okay uh so that it's tied at one one, uh, one, one into the fifth inning. Both teams empty in that fifth. In fact, Carbon copied that in the sixth inning. Both teams empty. One, one into the seventh inning. And the Brewers, uh, suddenly a run production issue. They go one, two, three in the seventh. And then, yeah, not good in the bottom of the seventh inning. Big trouble. Uh, leadoff walk to Lindor. He doesn't get a 3 1 call from Trip Gibson, the home plate umpire. And I think. It just may have had sort of this emotional impact. Got a pitch out of the stretch here. Lindor is going to possibly steal a base. He's thrown over to first. Then it was a base hit. First and third, nobody out. Big trouble. Next pitch, a two-run double by Alonzo. Gives the Mets a 3-1 to one lead and a little bit stunning there. Comebacker uh, to Woody off the bat of McNeil. Records the out at first for the first out. Man, they're at third. Two in, one out. Conforto then with an RBI base hit makes it four to one. And that's it for Brandon Woodruff, four runs and six and a third outs. Miguel Sanchez called upon uh, and he comes through a couple of ground balls, gets him out of the inning, big damage done. Uh, They strike for three, as I said, in the seventh. And now it's getting late. You're chasing now three up, three down in the eighth inning. Hobie Milner into pitch the bottom half lefty on lefty. Base hit. See that, Craig? Lefty on lefty again. Next batter. Base hit. See that, Craig? Third batter. Right-hander. Walks him. Not a good night for Hobie Milner. Base is loaded. Nobody out. Council has seen enough there. Gets uh, Hunter Strickland. And this this could be big. Anytime a reliever... I remember talking to some of the relievers over the years here about what it's like coming into a bases-loaded, nobody-out jam. And most of them will tell me that, you know, if you can get out of there with just one run, that would minimize the damage there, and you're okay. But the ones that that got out of it with no runs allowed in a (laughs) bases-loaded, nobody-out situation, oh, that's, that's huge. And Hunter did that. Strickland gets a uh, shallow fly ball pop-up, really, uh, to uh, right field. And a ground ball double play. All right. A chance. You got a chance here. And they did have a chance. 
in the ninth inning. They take advantage of it. Lead-off base hit by Willie Adamas. Then Narvaez works a walk to bring the tying run to the plate in the form of Tyrone Taylor. And after working the count to 2-2, he comes through. And this one base hit left field. They wave the runner home. And the Brewers now within 4-2 as Taylor gets his first hit of the night after three strikeouts and delivers. Well, the Brewers in business right there. One in, that made it 4-2. to two. two on, nobody out. Oh, man, could this? Could they actually steal this one late after being down by three in the ninth? Brought up Jace Peterson. You normally you have a lot of confidence in him. A rare strikeout by Jace Peterson. Outs, brings up Keston Hira. One out, two on, one in. Who had hope? I did at that time. I did. Keston, one swing, barrel it up. Stunning 5-4 lead on a three-run blast in the ninth inning. Well, it doesn't happen. Uh, for his efforts, he gets the golden sombrero. 0 for 4 with four strikeouts for Keston Hira. Mm. Uh, JBJ then up with the game on the line, and that doesn't work out well. Uh, it is a uh, fly ball, and there's your final 4-2 Brewers. Drop game one of this uh, three-game set. We're going to hear from Craig Council coming up. Let me squeeze in, Todd. I don't want you to sit through all of that. Todd, you're on the fan. 4-2 loss tonight. Howdy, boys. Uh, yeah, I've got a, just a couple comments to make. The first one is um, total emotion. I'm scared to death of the Reds right now. I'm just, I, you know, I don't know if I'm uh, jumping the gun, but uh, – I think if they would have won yesterday and today, it would have changed a lot. And I totally agree with you on the buyers and sellers market. That dynamic has shifted a bit. Um, uh, I'm scared to death of the Reds right now. And well, then, and, uh, and, and you know what? I'll leave you here. I'll leave you here to respond. But guys, Jeff, Todd, guys, I, you know, I'm not scared to death of that because I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I am. Because it's an opportunity for the Brewers to slap them a little bit to slap them down and say, God, you know what? Uh-uh, not happening. American Family Field should go absolutely crazy over the weekend. It's 90s weekend. I don't know what, what that's going to bring to the table, but it's a yount bobble on the, on the final game prior to the All-Star break on Sunday. But, you know, Thursday through Sunday, inner division against the Reds and Votto and Winker and Castellanos and company – Man, that's, you can't write a script like that. They're chasing you. Let's keep that in mind. So let's not be scared to death. Let's say, uh, to me, it's concerning because that's a little bit of a tipping point. That's a seven. It's very rare that a team is going to play another team seven consecutive games, and it's not the postseason. This is seven. This is basically a seven-game series here, and it, you could look at it two ways, being a little concerned, or you could look at it as this is a way to punch those guys down and kick them down even further and determine what moves they make in the next few weeks. I, I, I hope we do punch them down, but what does scare me to, it to see the death is it's just so many games in a row. And so, uh, you know, uh, kind of an eternal optimist, but I don't sound like one tonight, but uh, yeah, they, uh, if it, if it was just a, a home stand or an away stand, but it's just so many games back-to-back, and um, that that's what scares me. And, and just one other comment, you know, I get so sick of Yelly being in the same spot. 
all the time. It's kind of like Braun was. It's like, you know, what if you got to hit, you know, the three, four? It's like, move them down. Maybe put uh, uh, JBJ up there. Just do something to maybe change it up a bit. But, you know. Well, they've the, been the scoring runs, up. though. I mean, it's, it's only been two days, and we like to react a little bit quicker. But I just think prudent decisions – don't screw around in that four-game set. I mean, obviously, you, you've got to get there, and you've you got some work to do to Grom tomorrow, and then you have, have uh, Burns on the hill on, on Wednesday. But I would, be, uh, I would be going with the absolute – whatever Craig Council considers his A lineup for the next six games. I, I hope so. I hope so, Timmy. Yeah, I, I, it, and, and, and you've got to get through it. I, I think this is – the uh, the make or break, uh, not the make or break of the season, but I think, like you say, either put them in the rearview mirror or uh, or you move ahead. It's it's really it's one or the other. Yep. All right, Todd. Always a pleasure. Yeah, two of the last three years, just prior to the All Star break, they stumbled into the break. Two of the last three. Yeah, but they huh? still made the postseason. That's what was going to be my next sentence. So maybe they stumble. I don't know. Maybe they they do step up. But does that make sense? Six games to play. If you're not hurt, you're not tight, you got to play whatever he considers. And I think there's, gosh, there, there might be some debate in terms of a batting order, what's his A lineup. But in terms of uh, who's out there, your A lineup has to consist of Keston Hira in it, right? Doesn't it? Yes. At first? Yep. Okay. Second base is Jace Peterson. That's yep. a lock. Yep. Shortstop is Adamas is a lock. Urias is at third as a lock. Omar behind the dish, right? There's your infield. Yeah, absolutely. Your outfield at this point. Slight adjustment here. The corners are set with Yelich and Avi. That's all a lineup for the next six games. I don't care if there's a lefty, righty, or a guy that kicks the ball over the plate. Those are the guys that start. I think the adjustment here would be a feel thing, maybe a matchup thing, is Bradley Jr. and Tyrone Taylor. Yeah, That I, I, I'm okay with. Wavering there, if you want to give a guy an, a, a day off and then start him the next two and then get the other one in there, does that make sense? Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. That's exactly who I would play every game until the break. Until the break. Now, do we want to get Pablo Reyes a start? Nope. <laughs> No, we, sorry. We, oh, he'll find a way to get Daniel Robertson in there, though. Yes, he will. Just find, get, give him one start. It's before the All-Star break. He's got to feel good going into the break here. I bet now. Pablo gets a start before the break, too. <laughs> I'm well, serious. Day, day, there aren't any day games this week. <laughs> they're, they're all night games. So you're consistent there. Maybe travel day on Wednesday. Which is crazy. I'd, I'd be talking to the Mets. You gonna make me travel on getaway day, on a on a on a night game? You scheduled a night game here? Okay, remember that. Remember that. Payback. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna make sure we schedule you on a night game and getaway day next year. That is up to the home team to set those times. All right, seven nine nine twelve fifty. Let's get to Craig Council. He's got a lot to say after this four to two loss. There's the Polish pipe bomb. My name is Tim Allen. You're not gonna win every game. Keep telling yourself that. I'm trying myself. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove here on The Fan. 
What was the deal with the lineup? Why did he make that bullpen move? Why did he pinch hit with that guy? Time to get all of those questions answered and more with Scoop from the Skipper. Brought to you by Schulze Family Beef. Treat your grill to quality pasture-raised beef from their family farm. Just go to SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. This is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. Yeah, welcome back. A Brewers 4-2 loss as uh, as we get to game two. And, you know, the final six games here are, are pretty important. We, we're all well aware of that. That's not the end-all, be-all, because as we said before the break, you know, Brewers have made the playoffs the th- three years, but two of the last three years. Uh, they did stumble in, into the break. And one was a five-game sweep by the Pirates a few years ago. Oh, the sky that? was falling oh, after that happened. Goodness, yes. Dan Jennings. Yeah, <laughs> he, he was the big culprit there. But, you know, let's talk about something a little more positive here before we get to council, and that is the uh, all-star recognition of Brandon Woodruff and Corbin Burns as well as Hayter. Okay, we we all kind of thought for sure, the for sure's were Woody and, and Josh. But then, okay, Corbin, yes. Okay, he's in name to the all-star team and then the outlier is freddie peralta so if you look at the six-man rotation woody pitches tonight and count the days five in between so he would be up again on sunday the final game prior to the break which would in effect then means uh, would mean he's pretty much unavailable to pitch in in the game on tuesday Mm-hmm. That's safe to say, right? Absolutely. Same situation for DeGrom, who's going to go tomorrow. They're on a five-man, so he would again pitch prior to the All-Star break, which would you know, maybe, for all intents and purposes, make him unavailable uh, for the game itself. They might, in, in a, I guess it's been done before, where they kind of throw an inning or a couple of batters or just make a presence. I don't think that that's a great idea. I hate to take away the appearance for Woody in the game itself. But I think the happier note would be, you know, and I know it doesn't work like this. Like you can't give your spot to your team teammate. That's got to be cleared by the staff um, of the all-star team. But in a way, if, if Woody uh, told the, you know, the powers that be that, Hey, I'm not going to be able to pitch. And they named Freddie. In a way, it would almost be like the perception would be that he's stepping aside, giving it to his buddy. Yeah, and it would show the brother, you know, total brotherhood in that clubhouse. Yeah, and I think that would be that would be outstanding. But it would. How okay? I love baseball. I could give one flying, you know what, about the All Star Game. Yep. So the way that I would do it and the way if I'm if I'm Mark A or you know Matt Arnold Stearns you can name my guys to the All-Star team but none of my pitchers are pitching. You know, I can have uh you know if Adamas made it or you know if Yelich you know made it or whatever. Position guys fine. It's a little different, right? But none of my pitchers are throwing yeah, I'm, and that's just tough. We're right in the middle of a pennant race here. This is, uh, this is uh, uh, again, th- you saw a playoff game tonight, and you may have seen the matchup, 
For all we know, this could be the matchup in the postseason, Mets-Brewers. Mm-hmm. And, and so we have to think like that, and I, I hear you, but it's such a, you know, there's something to be said about the good vibe around, you know, for years and years and years, the Brewers, uh, every team has an all-star player. Uh, and I personally like that rule. Every team is represented. But for years, the Brewers representative, if they had more than one, none of them performed. I mean, they went, Jeff, so many years with just looking. Just they, none of them performed. Now in the last, say, 15 years, a little different. I mean, you're looking at some damage done in a Brewers uniform on the center stage in the All-Star, in the All-Star game itself let alone the you know Prince Fielder winning the home run derby that year and the whole deal but i mean there's something to be said about that good vibe too as yeah. as representing well and feeling good coming out of the break there's our guy hey we saw you and you you represented us as as a brewer nation very very well yeah um, if they caught me on a good day you know then if it was you know, uh, a pitcher's first appearance in the All-Star game, I might okay. I might give the okay for them to throw one inning. Yeah, this would be Woody's second anyway. Well, so. yeah, so, you know, Woody's totally off limits. If it's not your first appearance in an All-Star game, I don't want any of my pitchers going. I don't want the wear and tear on their arms taking any kind of chances with those guys. Yep, and so then you have the storyline of Corbin Burns on how his 2019 season went and, and – just it was miserable and i just you know uh, sent down to the minors and then the pitching lab and then he's working on this he gets lasik surgery and there's an injury issue and there's he gives up home runs at a at a, an astonishing rate and then to come back last year do what he did and then to do this this year that i think is a storyline that's flying under the radar that turnaround in 2019 to now just amazing for Corbin Burns, it really is. Okay, so we're going to hear from Brandon Woodruff coming up. we got to get to Craig Council as uh, the Brewers fall in game one, 4-2. Woodruff uh, dominated uh, the first six innings. Um, and then after that, uh, he lost it. What happened in the first the six innings, and how did he lose it in the seventh? Yeah, I mean, I don't think he lost it. I mean, I think they had Lenore had a nice head bat against them. And, you know, if anything, he just – he was going through the lineup the third time, and uh, they got some pitches a little bit over the middle, and 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 did something good with them. Brandon said he was really happy with the sinker, Craig, and just how he was able to efficiently get through the innings. Which what did you see? Yeah, no, I mean, I think the, I mean, the he was incredibly efficient through the first six. I think he was sitting sixty-three or something like pitches. Um, and they were they were putting the sinker in play, um, so he was getting a lot of balls on the ground, a lot of kind of soft contact. Um, and then you know the just the, the walk just started out an inning, and Smith just I mean he just kind of snuck a ball through there, um, you know, a couple feet to the other side. We got a double play, and probably, game's probably a different game, but um, you know they they then they put a couple good at bats against him. Craig, a, a lot of strikeouts for the offense tonight. What did you see? Was did you think McGill was that good? Well, I, I thought he had a really good changeup. Um, you know, he got a 
you know, we got Yelich a couple times on a changeup. I thought that pitch was pretty good. T- Taylor on a changeup. So that changeup was was very good. Um, you know, but but yeah, we had too many strikeouts tonight. You know, kind of just overall, um, and that that's why we didn't. You know, we didn't. We were quiet for eight eight innings. There, very 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 quiet. Um, you know, the Omar home run. There was nothing really else happening. So not not a. You know, we we didn't do enough offensively tonight. But your team didn't give up. Uh, I mean, I think it shows how good the your team is. It didn't give up, and uh, you guys had a chance in the ninth. Yeah, we did give ourselves a chance, um, and we had a, we had good at bats, really good at bats in the ninth. I thought the you know the the slider to Jace just looked like it backed up a little bit. Uh, you know, it didn't kind of come into his barrel. I give him credit for throwing a strike with the slider there, um, and that that felt like it kind of got him on track a little bit. And then Diaz was in the strike zone quite a bit after that. So made some good pitches up to here. Um, you know, that, that three, two pitch to, to, to Peterson to me was kind of the pitch of the game or that if, if that's a ball or if uh, we're able to kind of continue to have bad and somehow get on base there, I think the inning turns out differently, but we did give ourselves a chance. Um, but you know, we got to give ourselves a chance in more innings. I, I think that's the kind of message from tonight. Craig, Craig when um, Keston has a night like tonight uh, on top of a couple other kind of tough games, does it make you, um, you know, nervous that it's slipping away from him, or do you just move on and say he's going to be okay? Well, I mean, I, you know, I mean, I think it's concerning. Um, you know, those are not good nights for sure. And then, and, and he got, um, you know, he, he, had, he had a bad night. Um, but, you know, that this, this is where we're at right now. I mean, we need Keston, we need Keston to do it right now. Um, so it's, you know, we've got to, we've got to lean on him and count on him. Um, because it's, you know, he's who we got right now. When he gets, Craig, when he gets into a bullpen game like that, I think when they're bringing one different reliever in um, every inning, especially in a good bullpen, that's hard on hitters, though, isn't it? I mean, you know, four straight guys coming. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think what happened tonight is that we we just, you know, they're 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 guys did a nice job, first of all, um, and and just we we didn't, but we didn't get any pressure on them, and we didn't we just we didn't get any man on base for you know six, seven, eight, nothing, nothing, nothing going at all, so. No stressful pitches, really, um, and nothing to. Uh, and then, you know, the, the, with the way they were able to start the innings with matchups every inning, just just the, the nature of it, and never we never got to a bats where we kind of had a good matchup. So, um, their guys did a nice job, though. Um, and I, again, we didn't uh, we didn't make them make stressful pitches. We didn't make their bullpen make stressful pitches till the ninth inning. Another brilliant outing by Strickland. I mean, uh, you, know, you don't have a chance to make a run out of the ninth without what he did. No, I mean, I, you know, when you got bases loaded, nobody out, and in, in the in the eighth, uh, you know, that that game was slipping away for sure, bringing him in. But you know, he he did a heck of a job, and then you get the first two guys on, and it's like uh, he had a chance to be the hero tonight for sure. But you know, again, you make him use their closer, um, you make him throw a bunch of pitches, so. You know, hopefully by uh, hopefully there is a little effect on that, and we all we all got to see the closer. A bunch of guys got to see the closer, so there, there's a benefit to to hit the job that he did tonight. Let's find out the play of the game. 
Brought to you by ABC Audio Video. Home entertainment and smart home technology simply done right. Check them out at abcaudiovideo.com. On the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. On the fan. You know, there are little victories in games, and interesting that Craig Council points those out there, that, yeah, you did see their closer a little bit. That may have an impact on, you know, either tomorrow's game or certainly uh, could could rear its head on uh, Wednesday's series finale. It's much the same concept as uh, Hunter Strickland. We talked about that in the first hour, and that was a guy that gets out of a bases loaded, nobody out jam without giving up any runs. That's a huge accomplishment. That can pay uh, dividends down the line. Much uh, the same theory as, you know, within a game where you clear the pitcher's spot in the second inning. It means you have traffic. You probably have a run or two. And, and it does, you know, turn that lineup over a little bit quicker. So all of those things, you take those little victories, and a lot of people don't see those uh, throughout um, a particular game or series that the, those, can, uh, those types of situations can help the team out, that's for sure. Play the game with ABC Audio Video. Uh, well, Woody, you had your one run there. You take it off the sheet. They get a one-zip lead or a one-zip win, but, of course, we all know that didn't happen, but... It's our play of the game anyway, off the bat, Omar Narvaez. And this one hit to right, all the way back, and gone! Scoreless no more, as Narvaez goes deep for his eighth home run, and the Brewers grab the early lead. It's one to nothing. They were just talking about how good the changeup has been while well, he hung one. You know, after that at bat right there, you realize Narvaez was six for his last seven. When you think about that, I mean, yeah. he was hit by a pitch in his uh, in his first AB. That's uh, that's good stuff. Omar having a great year. He really is. That's that's cool. Omar and Avi, although he didn't start today. All right, Woody did, and uh, we're going to hear from the Brewers' right-hander. Always a good listen. Stick around. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin post-game show. Driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, 4-2 Brewers Fall. We'll be right back. 12.50 a.m. The Fan and Odyssey Station. Let's find out what happened in today's game from the guys that played it. Let's head inside the clubhouse presented by Windows Select. Right now, buy one, get one free. Plus, no payments for an entire year. Call them today at 262-703-3500. Okay, welcome back. We're going to hear from Brandon Woodruff in just a second here. A 4-2 loss. This game was a playoff-type feel. It really was. Now, some people don't like this low-scoring, one-zip, one-one type affair. 0-0 in the fourth or whatever it might be. You know, I do. I and, love and it, I, too. Yeah, I've always said that it's, it's, it's kind of... Uh, it's, it's kind of tr- this true form of hanging on every pitch. You know, it, what are you going to throw here, 2-2? Two, two? You know, what are you going to throw, 3-1? Do you feed him here? You want to gamble on the change here? You want to go backwards to this guy? It's, it's, it's Pete Alonzo against Brandon Woodruff. It is two of the best young players in the game today going at each other, and it's, it's a, a cool kind of setup. And, and uh, get used to that uh, throughout the rest of the summer. I told you it's going to be a race in that central. Will things tighten up? Well, 
I'd be surprised if they didn't tighten up a little bit, but so far, so good. Grand scheme. All right, let's get Bill in here before uh, let's be our final phone caller of the night here. Bill, what's on your mind? You're on the fan. Hey, Tim. Uh, this is disappointing, this two-game losing streak, and I couldn't agree with you more about this lefty-lefty match. It's just ridiculous. You've got a good hitter, and you sit him down because – it's the pitcher from the same side he swings from. But the point I wanted to make was I wanted to call and discuss Keston here a little bit. Mm-hmm. Am I the only one that noticed if you want to strike him out, you only need to throw him one good strike? Because the reason I say that is it seems to me when things are tight and they need a strikeout, all you got to do is throw the first one down the middle. He lets it go by. Then you got to get the good strike. And the third strike could be a high fastball out of the zone. He swings and misses. High fastball slider away and low. Yeah, no, I I understand that. Yeah, he's starting to come out of this. Despite today, though, Bill, he is still getting back on track. And and you heard Craig Council say this. I mean, that's just the fact. There aren't many options for the first base position right now with Vogel. Oh, I understand. Yeah. I mean, they're they're. He said we have to lean on him. We're counting yeah. on him. I mean, that, well, what I'm are... suggesting is try to coach him away from that. And I would, I would hope that they're trying to do that, but it seems like he does that so consistently. Yeah, that... and he's going to have to start doing damage on pitches in the zone and their fastballs. You're looking fastball, you get one in the zone, and you don't yeah. do anything with it consistently. I get getting beat. You can't get a good read on this guy, and you foul it off or foul it back. Yeah, I mean, once exactly. in a while. But this is a bad habit of his. This is a bad habit of this team's this year. Yeah, let that first one go by and start swinging at him, and maybe they'll stop doing that. You know, yep. Maybe you'll get a, a ball one at the, after the first pitch for a change. <laughs> yeah, work okay. ahead in the count. All right, th- thanks for the call, Bill. Take it easy up there. We'll talk again. Uh, Woody, um, boy, this ERA is getting out of control now. Brutal. This, this performance here? I mean, this performance, six and a third, a four-run ball, are you kidding me? It's all the way up to 201? Crazy. He's got an ERA now in the twos. That's, oh, man. Slumping, sky, Tim. He's slumping. Sky is falling. Uh, let's get to uh, one of the Brewers' all-star pitchers. Here's Woody after his outing. What I thought was a double play ball there and uh, kind of just squipped through the middle, and um, that's 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 part of the game. That Those are the tough ones, and... Um, then I just I started catching too much plate there. Um, the next couple of hitters and um, they were able to put some some good wood on it, and that's what they were supposed to do in that situation. I just kind of kind of ran into some trouble that way and just uh, catching too much of the plate. Brandon, was that the best command you've had of the sinker? Um, you know, your pitch counts I think per inning were I think your highest was twelve. You know, it was all very efficient for you. Yeah. Um, that was something I, I tried to really get back to. I think I was just, um, I had been getting on the side of it a little too much and was just, it was kind of running off the plate and not tracking too well, but that was a focus. And then um, the slider was another focus going into um, this outing. But um, I think I was just, like I mentioned before, I was just uh, getting on top of it a little bit better and was able to get some of that, more of that late movement and get some um, early outs and, um yeah, I mean, that's those are those are the tough ones um, because everything's going so well through six innings, and then you kind of end on a sour note, and 
Um, the ball get through the middle just um, was a tough one, and, and those are the moments where you try to slow the game down a little bit and try to make a pitch, and um, I just wasn't able to do that. Threw one over the middle to Alonzo, and then one down the middle to uh, Conforto, and that was pretty much it. So um, there was a ton of positives for the night for me, but um, I just I, I just got to move on and, and get ready for the next one. Woody, when you go back and look at the pitches that inning, um, the, like you said, the one that Alonzo was down the middle, but the two sinkers, the two other hits were down in the bottom of the zone. It looked like it might have actually been a piece of good hitting by them. Yeah, um, the, I saw the Conforto one, and yeah, it was it was on the bottom, but uh, just middle, and it, it doesn't really. I mean, you can you I guess you can you can throw it where you want, but anytime the ball catches the middle of the plate, it gives them a better chance. And um, that's kind of what happened. Um, but, you, you know, it's, it's, th those are the ones that stink and it's, it's, you wish you could go seven innings and not give up any runs every time, but uh, that's not the way this game works. And um, was, you know, thankful to get out there for seven and, and, um, you know, give some of the bullpen a rest, but um, no, just take the positives, move on, and um, and and just get ready for the next one. That's about all you can do. Woody, one thing you did very well was you pounded the strikes on you going into yep. that. You know, I think you were at sixty-four pitches, forty-seven strikes. I mean, you know, you were very aggressive in the zone yep. and for you for a long time. Uh, yeah, that's, um, I mean, that's usually for me, that's how I usually go about pitching. Um, I, I like to come right at you. I like to attack. And, uh, if I'm able to get some, some early contact, some early swings, that's, that's great. And, um, you know, for the most part through six innings, I was able to do that. And even there in the fourth, when they had the leadoff double and was able to, you know, get out of it with one run, you're kind of just playing the game there. Um, and to keep the pitch count down, it's, you know, you, it, it's, it's one of those where you give up the, you know, I would have liked to strike out and then get out of the inning with nothing, but, um, you know, it, I was able to kind of be efficient there and just keep it at one and, and, and move on, but um, just caught too much of the plate um, there in the seventh. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's always, for, for me, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm never going to stop attacking, so that's, that's kind of what I do. Woody, how do you, after an 11-game winning streak, how do you avoid making two straight losses seem too big? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, it's uh, – I mean, it, it, when you win 11 in a row and lose two in a row, I mean, it's kind of it's, – it's tough. I mean, uh, especially that one night, I just, uh, for whatever reason, just, um, just felt like I was kind of cruising along, and then that – then uh, the seventh kind of happened, but um, – but no, I mean that's we're we're still we're playing good baseball. Uh, we was you know put up a good inning there, uh, made it interesting there in the ninth, and put put together some good at bats. So uh, just kind of carry that momentum in tomorrow, and hopefully um, you know keep pitching well and score some runs. Well, there he is, Brandon Woodruff. You just uh, you know, move on. Is <laughs> what he said twice in there, and yeah, good stuff. I'm not a, sure I'm a big fan of. 
And I've said this before on the air, too. I'm not sure I'm a big fan of giving strategy away. Nope. I just, you know, just to be on the attack, and I like to be in the strike zone early and things like that. I am a little, like, yeah. I don't want to give those types of things away to uh, to anybody. I mean, could you imagine Belichick and Brady talking like that? Uh-uh. When it came to strategy, they were just like, mm, no. No, we're not going there. It's just that simple. But Woody back on the mound on Sunday, the way it looks. And uh, Brewers back uh, in game two tomorrow. DeGrom and the, what, .90 ERA? Is that uh, true? Yeah, It's bad. Oh, well, I mean good, but it's bad for the Brewers. Uh, .95. .95 ERA DeGrom on the hill for the Brewers. And Brett Anderson takes a 2-5 and five mark into that uh, matchup tomorrow night. 4.59 uh, earned run average. And uh, after the last pitch, you make the switch. Right here, Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. Driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Now, uh, a couple of things tomorrow. We will have the baseball postgame show. Uh, maybe a quicker, maybe a shortened, condensed sort of version, but we will be here. All right? We will be talking Brewers and, and Mets. While monitoring the Milwaukee Bucks Phoenix Suns, game one of the NBA Finals here in 2021, and after that game is over, immediately we will be here. Talking Bucks Suns game one. Can't wait. A big night uh, for the uh, state of Wisconsin, the city of Milwaukee. Bucks in the finals, Brewers game two against the Mets, and uh, chiseling away the games uh, into the All Star break. So a ton of Bucks coverage uh, tomorrow. Bart Winkler tomorrow morning back in the air chair. Um, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer away, but uh, Wendy's Big Show is going to be on the air at uh, 10 tomorrow talking Bucks and. Rami is uh, certainly back in uh, in rare form here as he has adopted the Bucks uh, like a lot of us have. You want to uh, make a run. prediction for tomorrow, Timmy? For the uh, Bucks game? No, no. For uh, okay, so on the season, Degrom right now is sitting at 136 strikeouts. Mm-hmm. How many uh, how many Brewers do you think he strikes out in his outing tomorrow? I think he gets 10. I think it does hit double digits, but I do think the Brewers get him for two runs minimum. Nice. So now Brett Anderson's the key here. He's been pitching better before this IL stint. He he had seven shutout innings, I believe, the one one of the performances. But uh, yeah, keep that uh, keep the ball down. A lot of ground balls. You're gonna have to play defense for him, but it's a game early on. You can put up zeros here, give the Brewers' offense a little life. And I've seen these types of matchups go the reverse lock. Mm-hmm. All and, the time. And maybe this is one of those situations. So, okay, we'll see you uh, after the last pitch as you make the switch right here to the fan. And then uh, Bucks, Suns, and we've got we've got your covers uh, covered. Uh, for Jeff Orlowski, the Polish Pipe Bomb, my name is Tim Allen. Have a great night. We'll see everybody tomorrow. And remember, despite the outcome tonight, smile, Milwaukee. The world will smile back. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.